Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Westworld, Season 1, Episode 9, Well-Tempered Clavier. This episode was written by Dan Dietz and Katherine Ligenfelter, directed by Michelle McLaren, who worked on a lot of great stuff. X-Files, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, When It Was Good. This episode premiered 11-12 of 2016, and I gave it another 10 out of 10. I don't even remember the first time being like, man, I knew this was a good episode, but taking my notes, I was like, man, this is a really good episode. So I'm really excited to get into the feedback. I don't know how it jumped from 10 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. Like time fizzled away from me. So if I sound a little tired, it's just because it's late. I'm not actually tired. I don't know what's been going on with my sleep schedule, but it's all types of messed up right now. Eventually, I will get it back on track. Enough about me. Let's get into this recap. Maeve is brought into behavior to be assessed by Bernard, giving the severity of the situation. And Bernard tells Henry to clear the floor i like when there are bits of dialogue that give reason for why characters are acting in a certain manner in which they wouldn't otherwise if you didn't have a point of dialogue like this so when mave later is freezing bernard you're not like oh my god people might see this no one's gonna see it because they're all gone This is what I be trying to tell The Flash and other shows that have really great storylines and character development that sometimes they toss in the trash because they won't put in one line, a few words of dialogue to completely eradicate a complaint that everyone is going to point out. I love Maeve is still pretending to be under voice commands but we see her sneak a peek at bernie before he tells her if she knows why she is here and she says i'm afraid not (laughs) tandy is so good because as she studies him while he looks at the tablet to jog her memory regarding the unscripted incident you can see the slight (laughs) incredulity is that the word i'm gonna say it terribly right now and recognition when she is looking over at bernard like i know i've seen you before where do i know you and she's continually trying to place it at the same time as deceive him about her wokeness right now she tells him that her good samaritan reflex we've seen this with teddy so the question of oh my gosh what if two people in the park decided to get into it Well, here's the answer to that question. Every host has a good Samaritan reflex in which if they think that another person is in harm or another host can harm the guest, there's a back door for that. We got that covered, guys. We got it covered. Bernard can see, Bernard ascertains that she did indeed perceive a threat, but that there was also intense grieving and suffering emotions she cannot explain in that context. Then Bernard takes a look under the hood and is shocked to see the changes made and begins to have the system locate Dr. Ford and send an urgent message. But Maeve grabs him and says, don't. After all, we've been down this road before, darling. 
she had recognized him from the last time she he and ford were all in the same room then asked wouldn't he rather speak man to man or rather whatever it is we are bernard's like she realizes he does not know that he is in fact a host and that their jailer has a keen sense of irony and logic it takes one to really know one or how one works in many ways bernard is a second or third parent he's a nurturer in this creation trifecta they got going on between bernard arnold and ford or a duality in some sense since he is himself both the man uh, and the man he was sculpted after (laughs) but we'll get more into that a little bit later Maeve is very empathetic but firm a noteworthy characteristic in her awakenings as Bernard tries to process that they are indeed the same when he tries to be in all denial about it says freeze all motor functions hey bro what oh my god i love the parallel of how she wakes bernard or informs however you want to put it about his own situation we see her once again do this with hector in later scenes but it's very similar tactics like hey i'm going to take control of the situation acknowledge this is a lot i'm giving you uh you're scared out of your wits because it is really fucked up learning that your entire reality is just a hideous fiction and that right now she does have the power to control him or harm him or simply erase his entire memory of this but she's choosing not to emulate her creators she is defining what her moral code is going to be i need allies yes we are all in the same situation but i'm not going to control you to get my way out of the situation we all find ourselves in because we are stronger and smarter than that thus we don't have to be prisoners of this world i've solidified a plan for me out of this nightmare what you choose to do next is on you but i'm gonna need you to clear me for return back to the park because i got a date with a homicidal bandit and i'm late as it is he does so shaken to his core because she also tells him if you're gonna go looking for the truth bernard (laughs) he got a whole different name uh get the whole truth it's like a good fuck half is better than none at all my man stumbled from that room looking at all the other hosts around him like waking from a fog and he just hides behind a pillar how could this happen to me i made my mistakes got nowhere to run the night goes on as i'm fading away i'm sick of this life he didn't want all his cousins to see him quaking like a bitch logan we catch up with logan who is now a general or major he don't give a shit he just has the hand of the kingpin of the confederate army and has billy tied up and gagged he's still playing the game and isn't upset at all about pariah okay maybe a bit since he is 
tying them up but technically per the game he fucked over the confederate soldiers he teamed up with a lasso he joined on that story arc we all know that he sent the confederate soldiers after the train he still thinks that they're on opposite ends and they're still playing a game together but billy tells logan dolores is special she's got her own thoughts and desires she remembers things and he needs to call his contacts and get her the hell out of here the more i go back and watch this series the more i realize how batshit crazy billy sounded (laughs) i mean logan is not the best person in the world right he is a fuckboy as mimi would call them and that is his nature billy on the other hand is talking about smuggling out i even like his reaction like should we put her in a suitcase like what the fuck are you talking about getting her the hell out of here never mind that you're engaged and supposed to be in love with my sister as i literally watch you i mean y'all two are eye fucking in this desperation heightened emotion what the hell was going on with y'all looking at each other doris and william across the table like that okay so dolores is real in your mind except that's not what you say you say she has she's remembering things she's special and that she has her own wills and desires okay so there's a lot of the other hosts around here and you're willing to toss all of that aside and have tossed all of that aside in this moment over someone you met three days ago he's the hero saving her and she's like when did i say i wanted to leave or be saved unfortunately for both people in the situation william and dolores neither one of them comprehend what's going on with the other in their own mental mind because dolores is on some other shit and so apparently is william and they're both needing each other for a purpose that serves their own identity crisis that they're having anyone who thought this was shipping material need to have their head examined here's another thing because we've been watching some awakenings this episode if you think that i am special and real in the same sense then why don't you tell me that my life is fake and you're trying to free me are you trying to free me because we're gonna go run off in the real world and have a love story together or do you believe that i should be given the knowledge that allows me to make my own decisions and have my own autonomy i don't think that either one of them particularly william is thinking about this matter in any sense other than as logan very quickly deduces you're trying to play the hero in the situation i also like that dolores pointed out that one y'all talking about me like i'm not sitting here secondly especially for one person who thinks that i have autonomy secondly if y'all world is so great then why are y'all all clamoring to get in here this is such a relevant question right this is my home this is my world you're the intruders here i was born here i was made here why would i want to leave you're the stain logan says he'll help billy but not in the way he wants doing what's right sir tell her she ain't real that's what you can do if you're trying to do the right thing william bernard goes to ford's office then invites the man to code storage for a chat 
where he shows him the tablet where he has uh looked at his code we also learned that the cold storage hosts are not dead they are hobbled he tells bernard he broke into my office with a calm i'd find unnerving considering he can crack your brittle bones with a punch it was real affronted too like you broke into my office bernard says you broke into my mind with all due respect sir and then ford says look i built your mind I could walk through the rooms i can change it i could do whatever the hell i want i could burn it down it's mine this is what we actually say to our children maybe some people say this to our children this idea of i brought you into this world i can take you out of this world but of course we won't take them out of this world because we love them but we say it to keep them humbly in their place thus the balance isn't you know usurped you have the power when they're growing up to make them do certain things when they badasses want to do other things they need to understand that there is a level of control in the house and it only really works when they're little kids because then when they're old enough they're like nah i call nice six kids shut the fuck up (laughs) that don't even work in a black household anyway because they're like okay bye i need a vacation anyway see you later (laughs) go call them no here here i'll give you the number i will put them on the line here take the phone they need to know the address where you need to be picked up but i think that's rather apropos in a certain way maybe not by the end of this episode but it was what came to mind when he said it i took a look at my code bernard says and it reminded me when Maeve said i was built they say it in the same incantation and acceptance that is rather challenging to accept i mean it's a lot to say i know i am built i know i am a machine i accept my reality the deception of my reality was one thing now my actual understanding is another thing and it's also the i think the crux at the argument between religion and science i think that's where it lies it's hey there is what you can teach in the church as a version of reality and then there's science that is a more conclusive and realistic look at exactly what our species is you know in the beginning of time you know it wasn't adam and eve in a garden and they had an apple and all of a sudden they got knowledge and then they went out in the world and that's how everything came I mean, I'm sure there was an Adam and there was an Eve. Clearly, someone had to get pregnant in that situation. My point is, that is the story for a lot of people. There is nothing after that. There's no uh, st- the story of evolution. That's not their reality of the conception of how we came in to be. And thus, uh, I like how they play with that if you're one to think about those types of things with how ford and bernard interact talking about consciousness for the most part and human evolution or host evolution in this case bernard concludes that the more elegant parts are created by arnold and that he built them for a different purpose and maybe ford killed him for that Ford tells him, yeah, Arnold was disturbed, and who can say why he did what he did? Bernard wants to actually meet the man and get some answers. 
he wants access to his entire history since the day he first came online as since arnold did build him or at least that's what he believes he will then have had a conversation with him ford tells him unlocking memories while he is conscious will send him down a path he may not like as well as the possibility that he might lose his mind as the memories are woven into his identity to ensure that ford does as he wants him to do he's hacked what's left of clementine who doesn't have the same restraint to not pull the trigger on ford and will do so at bernard's behest ford warns that these memories you can get lost in or they might devour you and bernard says well then you'll pull me out or we'll all be dead bernard immediately goes to the memory of his son charlie in the hospital then he's talking to gina torres who is his ex-wife wife we never got that clarified but it wasn't her anyway it was ford they are talking about grief and how bernard has never forgotten and i think this is an important concept of consciousness as well they talk about trauma that is in a lot of ways what grief is uh you had four posing the question if he does wish to forget his grief his trauma and if he's lying to him then he's back in the memory of Teresa, them in bed together then he sees himself strangling elsie and then he comes back to the present and ford telling him i warned you we had to do some uncomfortable things <laughs> that will only cause you trauma because he's like what the fuck did you do to elsie or had me do to elsie did you find what you were looking for is what ford first asked him when he comes back to the present and didn't we hear someone else lawrence's daughter say that as well several times to dolores have you found what you're looking for once when she was in the town uh when she was at the well after her mama was killed and then another time in the flashback when all the town um people were there before the massacre started Bernard's like what else have you hidden from me poor straight up like stop this man we got a new narrative to finish god damn it jeff he must have talked about this narrative 20 times in this episode he is very committed to his new storyline Bernard says send me back in because a little trauma can be illuminating we go back to the camp the confederate camp with logan who is once again a douche but not wrong revealing the photo abernathy the senior found in the soil that fateful day was actually the photo of william's fiance whom he loved three days ago but loves no more <laughs> so much so that he turned down clementine guys he turned down clementine because he had someone waiting for him he turned down angela because he had someone waiting for him yet at the opportunity to save dolores he definitely has forgotten her existence logan's like i'm gonna let you keep that photo so that you're reminded that i should be a lot more pissed off at the fact that you're literally googie gungagging over this hoe so much so that you are willing to take her to the real world and replace her with my sister not only that as logan sees it they were friends well he kind of you know had him as a stray in his array of acquaintances and that he somehow schemed his ass into the family 
he tells him look i could really sabotage that entire plan that you had going by letting you do exactly what you want let me go find a contact smuggle out dolores let y'all go right off into the sunset together you would not be my fucking problem anymore your mental ass won't be an issue in my family anymore and hey all is good in the world except that i think in his own way and i think he showed it when he put his hand on his shoulder okay i'm responsible for you he even says maybe i'm to blame for this i brought you here (laughs) you know i may not be we may not be the best of friends but i'm friendly enough with you and you are marrying my sister and she does seem to love you for whatever reason and while this would trash that relationship i am not going to choose to do that and get rid of you as a problem for me i'm going to give you a visceral demonstration by taking the knife and showing him that behind the flesh is mechanical pieces she's not real you need to stop this 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 is not okay from his perspective he's not wrong william looks like he is in the middle of a mental snapping he has snapped mentally (laughs) i don't even have any other words because that pretty much sums him up fairly well dolores for her part is really about arnold in that life and protecting her own home which is something that her lover and love of her life apparently does not even fully grasp that arnold is a real person who very much uh would not like any of you guys being here (laughs) and she says that there's beauty in this world but people like everyone in this park keep spreading over it like a stain i love the way she delivered that line and knows that someone has to burn it clean except the minute she's running injured the next she isn't was she in a memory what is the memory we don't know but she's all over the damn place this episode and when she says someone has to burn it clean is that wyatt hector and his gang have the safe but can i get it open causing tension amongst everyone he goes for a piss and is greeted by a shotgun toting mave who says before you reach for that pistol darling you might want to holster the other one first it's chilly out here facts don't care about your feelings he goes back to pissing and she says look i know all the things i know about your past with isabella and that scar she says he has a very jam-packed backstory but that's hardly your fault only in retrospect is that joke 10 times funnier (laughs) she also tells him he has no future it's not a threat but the start of a proposition that he'll need his men are about to kill each other and then armistice is going to call him a damn fool before they kill each other that's the ending that he was given Ugh, the metaphors so much here in retrospect he watches it play out just like she predicted except Maeve shoots armistice saving his life and then says now the proposition I want you to break into hell with me and rob the gods blind. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. Hector gonna ask, why would I do that? She had me at hello. She tells him he'll help because of what is in the safe. Because there's nothing in there. 
and after he finds out what is in there because she has the combination he won't know what to do with himself but she will and mentions once again that changing a host to accommodate her needs to gain their loyalty that way is not her style even trying to escape she sticks to this moral code she shows him that they didn't even bother to put anything in the safe because he was never going to get there it is a rather shitty thing to do (laughs) even at that like you just could not be bothered to put something there worth all the trouble of their entire existence it's a metaphor for some other things in real life you know realizing there's nothing at the end of that tunnel that's a lot to deal with that there's nothing that comes after the full length of your life and that's why she says (laughs) i will know what to do with you because you're not going to be able to deal with that and you sure as shit ain't going to be able to deal with that alone she gives the line i died with my eyes open and saw the masters that pull our strings he agrees to help her and then realizes that she has been or they have been here before when she takes the knife and says you can kill me and then she says yeah and we all and we did this too and then she starts kissing him and tells him that getting to hell is easy the rest is where it gets hard as they fuck to death if you are gonna go out that is definitely one way to do it that whole entire scene was hot i mean they both were just very gorgeous people to watch having some seductive tongue battling going on <laughs> logan once again is not the most inde- i keep putting that every time i, I say logan not the most endearing individual but he's trying to get drunk and have a relatively intoxicated time being his dickish shelf in this park what is more dangerous the man who completely has forgotten he's supposed to be in a game or the man who's playing the game i think i posed this question earlier now that i am saying it once again and he says look i just wanted you to wake up your eyes to the fact that you are having some kind of mental breakdown in the park and that it's okay this place seduces everyone billy says i'm back to being sane you were right i lost myself he unties him even agrees to keep his obsession with a blonde host and that rescue mission to save her we're gonna keep that in the park what happens in vegas stays in vegas let's have a drink and enjoy the rest of our vacation We, of course, all knew that William was faking it because he totally told Dolores, like not even an hour earlier, go, I will find you. (laughs) But in Logan's mind, hey, she's gone. They'll pick her up in behavior somewhere. He'll get over it, right? Because that's what a logical person would do angela welcomes teddy back to the world of the conscious and when man in black speaks did you see angela's look shut up shut your goddamn mouth she walked over and took his knife and said shh, shh, shh. this does not concern you you narcissistic fuck because he's all like look teddy you got us over here and now we got captured by 
why it's men and they're like eating the bones off of the dead people which is really gross and disgusting but feel there's another metaphor in there just like everyone's done with man in black like oh the scourge of the fucking earth can you just not we have william who is not aware that he is in a game and then we have the man in black very aware that he is in a game knows the stakes has beaten the game several times but now just really wants it not to be a game go go bring all your white people with you because y'all niggas gotta exit right now this is how we get trumps of the world these fragile ass white men that can't deal with their existential existential crisis especially when they are in fact powerful privileged white men and then all of their existential crisis stuff is so superficial and involves their dick and their own <laughs> relevance to the world jesus they're so predictable did i say fragile i'm gonna say it again fragile very very fragile i mean if you think about the trauma on the black side of things can you imagine if we allowed our own actual existence and slavery allow us to fall into such madness that we did not overcome and you flipping out because your wife took the wrong pills because she knew you was a psychopath and you don't know what it all means basil angela tells theodore he'll find wyatt in the same place she he saw him last escalante Penny finishes the tale that once Wyatt came back with some strange ideas he told Teddy that he needed him and he was unable to resist and helped him in the massacre he said it was like the devil had taken hold of him they mutinied killed the soldiers then Wyatt killed the general the song playing is very familiar it plays when Ford goes into his office it also was played when Maeve was upset then Wyatt shoots Teddy Angela tells Theodore to remember as that may not be how it all went down and instead of that scenario as a general and army whatever we see a different version of events and Teddy is in denial that he would do such a thing but Angela tells him he did and will again but this time that they'll be fighting beside him and he'll be at Wyatt's side they'll meet in the city swallowed by the sand this catches man in black's attention but he's not ready and so she stabs him and says maybe in the next life she is very much aware that there is a next life which means she might be conscious and he goes back to something else i am going to talk about in about five minutes when we get there here she is mourning teddy's death because it's very sad for her and here comes man in black's voice saying city swallowed by sin i've been there he then says the center of the maze it's all brought me full circle and she tells him the maze is not meant for you why the fuck do you have to run it and since he likes games so much try one of ours before knocking him the hell out <laughs> he just can't stop shutting up he cannot he has to be the center of attention when he wakes up they have tied a noose around his neck 
and buried his knife in a corpse a distance away teddy's also gone and the noose is attached to the horse and we see where this could have ended very badly if they'd been more spiteful people then charlotte shows up in skivvies to tell them that they've got a problem Teresa has died in the park ruled an accident securing their data both of them know damn well this was not an accident she points out that you're the one that kept ford or yeah ford in business all those years ago that's why he thinks he owns the world despite there being an actual god that created life in it and he just wants that life to be turned on instead of it actually be life but that's a whole other conversation also another difference between the two you know titans they are megalomaniacs in their own sense right but create before this creator where it feels as if the man in black is someone who is destructive at nature thus he is unable to understand the other side of that coin and i think that because ford came from because he didn't come from the happiest of beginnings it would seem i mean we got his backstory as much of it that we needed to know to inform the man we clearly see he has a disenchantment with humans in general and it would catapult him to the idea of building machines that are better than humankind in the first place So he has a more altruistic or different approach to the stain, as it will, that humanity has left. Whereas you have the man in black who kind of wants to revel in that particular stain or the, the more base side of humans. And I think that's a distinction that does separate why they're on two different ends of the mego spectrum charlotte wants his blessing on the ford push out and he agrees as they're on their way he asks not to be disturbed as he knows where he's going now she watched him walk away thinking all the white people at the height of power in this park these niggas crazy as fuck but now we know they are working together and that they are indeed really after this data Stubbs gets a ping of elsie's tablet somewhere in the park and goes to check it out but he is accosted by ghost nation members who do not respond to his ghost commands rather throwaway scene in the episode logan wakes to billy having massacred the entire confederate army literally dismantling limbs from body recall these people likely screamed begged to death they felt real before they were dying and he did this all knowing they could not harm him that's also a familiar looking knife that he puts to logan's throat telling him that he is going after dolores and that logan is going to help him a la kidnapping and to not call him billy anymore because he is no longer calling the shots 
and he's also no longer in full control of his wits bernard is with charlie same music as the massacre and played for Maeve in his memory and he has to watch him die then he is back with Maeve after she killed herself in that room with Ford as well Bernard does not understand why Maeve did what she did why did she kill herself we learn her cornerstone memory was overwritten by the trauma of her child's murder grief is never forgotten it's a very uniquely human emotion i've been saying it once again i actually saw this documentary on apes which is where we uh manifest from and it was the saddest thing ever where this one primate ape the the baby ape it died because it had eaten a poison plant so on and so forth and actually it's mothers that would be the ones that would recall the things that would hurt their children and that knowledge that's passed on from generation to generation it is that that has kept humanity alive and surviving and it is a uniquely homo sapien thing because we are humans are not unique in the way that ford tries to present it in this argument that he has with bernard slash arnold bernard and and it's meaning that there are many branches right of human evolution from that primate that we all come from and only homo sapiens are the ones that survive i.e survival of the fittest and part of that is our response to trauma going back to the ape situation but also how that influence their everyday behavior afterwards because this primate would then carry her deceased child around as if they were still living she would try to feed him she anything to wake them back up because they could not process that grief it it pretty much paralyzed that mother and seeing it in an ape and then you see that juxtaposed in humans is kind of boiled down to the fact that we have this nurturing pattern of behavior when we are alive we love and then when that love is gone those people are gone we still have those memories they can't be erased those emotions are still there and thus they they carry with us the rest of our lives and other animals don't deal with that people die and it's just over and it goes back to even our early, earlier cultures where they would bury their dead and then months later they would take the skull of the deceased person and then they were back again with them in their lives it is why we have these ideas about never really letting go of the people that we've lost and this idea that they're somewhere else and that we'll be reunited with them these are all based on the ideas of death and what comes after death and loss and grief and that trauma so very apropos that this is kind of the most essential element to any type of consciousness i really wish i remember the name of that documentary it was really good if you don't go out and find things on evolution i encourage you to do so <laughs> there's free videos on youtube Uh, there's plenty all over the place it is a fascinating topic that 
many stay away from due to whatever religious feelings or beliefs but i do think it is something that if you know should not sway your religious beliefs right you should be able to i mean when you're looking at math you don't go one plus one uh is two but my religious context says otherwise thus i'm in conflict no you know that math is math and then your religion is religion and that's the same idea that evolution should be looked at and if evolution tears down your religion well then that's a whole other conversation that you can be having about how strong that faith was built on in the first place going back to the show though bernard still can't grasp how she reacted after he took the memory from her mind because creep and ford says creatures go to extremes to protect themselves from pain very true and he says yes but that's living beings not hosts they're not supposed to be able to react on any type of primitive level then he begins to figure out that this empathetic change is significant as its behavior outside of what she is programmed to exhibit thus it is something like and he was gonna say consciousness i am convinced of it but then begins to glitch because as he's brought back to the current situation is told the same thing that he was told previously these questions are not good for you he brings up a word i use very frequently (laughs) cognitive dissonance so we all know what that means because i've kind of given the definition quite a few times but if you do not i would encourage some light googling ford begins telling him about arnold and his need to create consciousness just as dolores who has ran all the way back to the town the testing phase of operations is where this town is located or what it was made for she makes her way to the church just as ford explains arnold allowed the host to hear their coding as an inner monologue in in an attempt to bootstrap consciousness but it failed driving them insane instead as you see them talking to themselves in the church they don't look like they are all together there dolores is now in a blue dress which is a very good indication that she is in a memory then when she goes downstairs to the lab she is back in her desperado clothes the human mind is not some golden benchmark glimmering on some green and distant hill ford says no it is a foul pestilent corruption and that hosts were meant to be pure better than all of that because they weren't meant to be burdened with consciousness that was the whole idea of them being built in the first place and then you had arnold with this idea that no i'm not happy with that i would like to actually create that thing that elemental factor that is consciousness another memory of dolores's when she is in blue we see all of the og hosts right now we have been wondering who the og hosts are and we have a lot of names on that list right now rebus mave dolores armistice peter abernathy he was back there too angela definitely the little girl that's lawrence's daughter 
question marks are teddy lawrence and clementine herself but everyone else we have seen them have a moment of what glitching this entire season right where something clicks with them in ways it does not click with other hosts we get more on the why as we continue get an explanation we see a young ford angrily going to talk to arnold and few snippets of the dialogue is this has gone too far it is beyond the pale and that he's not seen with clear eyes arnold that is presently ford tells bernard they made the host in their image thus cursed them to make the same human mistakes bernard wants to know why he gave him a child's death as his backstory his cornerstone that's rather monstrous to give him such a pain and then he wonders why he keeps coming back to it then he gets to it being his actual cornerstone the thing his entire identity is built around and the acting from jeffrey wright in this scene was some of the strongest i've seen him and i don't get to see him as much being this strong as an actor this is where ford's words about mave came into play because until your cornerstone is overwritten you cannot access all of your memories it all connects arnold though was the one that believed tragic backstories worked the best as it reflected his own sad story and bernard got his as an homage when ford built him meanwhile dolores in a blue dress once again goes down a stairway and into a very familiar looking room while bernard wants to meet arnold his very first memory as he does not believe that ford built him he makes peace with charlie knowing that this is a memory and not someone who actually existed and whom he actually loved does that erase the emotion behind loving him that's a very valid question that's not answered in this episode but i feel like posing because just because you're told something is not real doesn't mean that what you're feeling is not real those memories aren't real they're still there you can't erase them no matter how much you may break the cornerstone or the acknowledgement of the fact that they are indeed uh, constructed by the the masters that have built them in the first place and then another question if those connections aren't real if they don't matter then what is the point what is your purpose what is your desires after that then he wakes to ford saying hello my old friend notice this is the lab in the family home where (laughs) bernard also incidentally found out he was a host for probably the 950 millionth time he gets some glasses and is told he always used them cleaning his glasses is a way to collect himself and bernard is perfecting the behavior he asks who am i it's complicated yeah i get that part but who am i really it wouldn't be right to use his name and then bernard says my god i am arnold you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain 
but your love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Man, I wish I could have been flies on the wall to see Mimi and Shy's faces when they got this reveal. <laughs> Dolores too gets a visit from Arnold, who is happy she came back. And we realize this entire time this heifer has not been talking to Bernard at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Because every time we've seen Arnold or Bernard, he's looked like Arnold. And she says, I've been looking for you. I've been following the maze like you told me to, but all it's brought me is pain and horror and terror and a crazy mentally unstable man who is on his own mission to accomplish something. It kind of set me up for some bullshit, dad. Why don't you love me, daddy? He tells her he can't help her though. And she knows why, but she tells him there's nowhere that's safe. We see there's a very loving bond here between arnold and dolores the way she melts into his hand i love that it was very sweet and then he tells her to remember once again he asks why he can't help her and she realizes that he's dead this is just a memory because i killed you They was dropping all kinds of grenades in this episode. <laughs> and that was the second one that was like, what? She's then back in her desperado gear and comes back into the church only to see the man in black, not William, come inside. And he says, hello, Dolores. No! No! Fucking no! And furthermore, why? I'm reminded when he said this place is missing a real villain thus my humble contributions such a fucking ass bernard has a new objective finish arnold's work find all the sentient hosts and set them free but four points out he's been complicit in the host's purgatory even teaching ford a few things to keep them caged and suppressed and casually remarks he's used his own tricks on ford to er, on bernard my bad to keep him aligned back to what Maeve said takes a thief to catch one and then he says we've had this conversation before yeah we've had our disagreement over the years he's so fucking flippant about the fact <laughs> that he does not care at all about his personal feelings or betrayal he's saying things for that is meant to enrage one right but he does not care that it enrages him because he's got all the power imagine being bernard in this situation i'd be pissed he found enlightenment he found consciousness only to be rolled back time and time again god only knows how many times all of his autonomy stolen again and again just to control me and then you have ford saying that's right to protect you however ford brings up a relevant point like, what do you imagine is going to happen if you and these sentient hosts decide to announce your humanity to the world? Do you imagine us humans are going to be like, oh, okay, let me go ahead and give you <laughs> your human rights. They barely gave them to black people. Are you fucking crazy? Humans are dominant creatures for a reason or dominant on this earth for a reason. He says we murder anything or 
brutalize anything that challenges their supremacy definitely colonizers but if you go to african history which i'm learning about that's a uh, pretty problematic as well <laughs> and then he says that we ate he's like do you know what happened to the neanderthals we ate them wrong 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 you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong this is 2016 so i'll let it pass however there's been many many more documentaries and studies into research in the neanderthals and we've kind of misrepresented them no surprise there we actually did not eat them neanderthals we also did not interbreed with them like i kind of was imagining until i did my own research but no like different other branches of the the gene whatever you want to call it that makes us more human than ape-like we went extinct that that branch of the the gene pool went extinct just like the native americans right it's not an impossibility it's actually very presently relevant they we pushed them i mean they didn't want to be like humans were homo sapiens were smart in the fact that they were versatile you had neanderthals that were very tribal and thus they were pushed out by everyone else because the more you're versatile the more you're bigger your tribe is well then you can be us versus them and if you're a them well then you're pushed to the edge of survival until you go extinct so that is what time tells us again and again is that you can what made us successful is our ability to overcome all the differences between us to continue the machine that is our ultimate survival and the fact that we can't figure this shit out in 2021 when it's very plainly on the page of our history if anything shows a certain laziness or a you know what not even laziness i would say it's more of a gap and i think that gap's continuing to get larger and larger i think they were talking about this in years and years if i recall but it's late so i'm not going to search too much into my brain for it but the different and they've been talking about it in other shows too i think utopia touched on it about how people there's a hierarchy of people like the the classes they're separating and the distance between them are getting much larger right there's the educated lot and then there's the uneducated lot and that educated lot is getting smaller and it, they are literally taking all of the power and the uneducated lot is continuing to be stupid uneducated and controlled by the smaller masses that hold the power and it does come with a certain level of education of knowledge that has always been i think a power struggle between those that have and have not because if you think about it rome is built of eighteen thousand people and there's this group of what 200 senators that control it i mean even go to the united states i mean you have all these things in play to try to offset those balance of powers and we continue to do so however it's not to say that those systems don't still exist 
and if anything it's getting marginalized more so with the educated people going this way and a lot of people are very uh, are what's the word digressing back into a more uh, and maybe it's the comfort there it's the things that we do to avoid trauma it's all of that it's part of the meat and the potatoes and the psychology of why you have leaders and why you have followers and why they are becoming less leaders and or more followers and less leaders out there in the world four continues once humans have finished subjugating dominating everything they built this beautiful place did he say we yeah we built this beautiful place and now look what they're doing and you can see like all they do is come in here fuck it up ruin you guys's life <laughs> they try to do everything they like if you give them something to control they will try to control it that's just what they if you give them no control over the situation they will find a way in which to enact that prime example i think is the man in black who's just going around on his quest the shit that's not relevant to him convinced it is despite everyone and their mama telling him that it is not meant for him that just means he hasn't conquered it right it's all about egotistical nature of man in general we are fucking arrogant idiots most of the time <laughs> bernard tells ford to kick rocks when he tells him they should get back to work and go back to the narrative he's like i'm not a threat to the host with my half-assed plan to expose us to humanity you are with your threats of not letting us be free so he says pull the trigger clementine before it said gotcha bitch then he regains control taking those reins back in his hand even though he had them in his hand the entire time he just is playing tag along to this whole situation that bernard had constructed he even warned him several times like you've taught me how to control you i don't know why you think you're not controlling i'm not controlling the situation right now and he said look i wanted to give you free will and full knowledge to see if you choose being my partner again it's like i made a mistake sentimental trying to change what is already passed we don't get sentimental forward very often it tells of the bond that he did have with arnold i mean he rebuilt the man i think that tells you <laughs> a lot about his relationship with his previous partner which i will go more meta into next episode but in the end bernard always chooses his kind despite being a replica an actual behavior replica of the man himself he's not going to end up choosing the jailer he's going to want to free his fellow inmates four realizes it's time to let go and instead of erase his sentience he has decided bernard is going to shoot himself in the head very apropos looking very emotional about it when he leaves especially when bernard said robert don't four tells bernard never place your trust in us we're only human and that is how the episode ends i can't even pretend i'm not ready for this feedback let's go
Mimi sending in feedback for Westworld uh, season one, episode nine. Um, I just finished watching it the second time. I just wanted to see if I missed anything because this episode just blew my mind. Like I have no idea what is going on per usual. But I thought if I rewatched it, I would get a better understanding. I it did trigger some questions, so I'm hoping I. I'm understanding all this stuff correctly. So I'm just going to go through my notes and just talk about what I saw per like based off each character. So the first part, the first group I want to talk about is Logan, Dolores and William. So um, we know Logan found William and Dolores in episode eight at the end. So we find out he had been looking for him and he found him. So it seems as though at this point, Logan wants William to realize that this shit is fake and Dolores isn't real. And then William says, I want to get her off out of here. And then I guess William wants to teach him a lesson because that's the kind of fuck boy he is. So he like, I, I don't know what he was planning on doing in the beginning, but it seemed like he changed his mind. and He just stabbed her and wanted to show William the inside of her saying you know this isn't real blah 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 whatever but this is when the shit gets strange to me um Dolores like slices Logan in the face and shoots a couple of his minions and then she runs off and then she is running off hearing a voice and then the stab wound the gut wound that she had just vanishes and not only the wound itself but like the blood that was on her shirt so all that stuff just vanished and that was just weird to me like I didn't understand exactly what was going on um it seemed as though if this stuff's in her mind and she can heal herself which is weird how could she be able to like change her clothes so I I don't know if we're really seeing what we're supposed to be seeing or if they're just trying to like if we're in Dolores's head and we're seeing what she wants us to see um we see her going to her old town she go down into the basement we see a young Ford and then she talks to who we who appears to be Bernard but then we find out is Arnold which pulls us into our next little tidbit of information so this whole time we're thinking I well I should say we I'm thinking that maybe the man in black is Arnold and he's trying to get back you know you know he decided he didn't want to be in this west world anymore he wanted to be in the real world and now he decided that he wants to be in this west world area again so now we know that um Arnold is not the man in black However, the man in black is connected to Charlotte and the corporate and them trying to overthrow Ford. So we did find out that. But Bernard is a host that Ford created to duplicate Arnold because I guess he wanted a partner that always agreed with him and he didn't get that either. And he's so like he's so like what is the word I'm looking for? I'm going to go with detached from reality, but I, I don't think that's the right verbiage I'm looking for. He's so detached that he can easily replace his best friend and partner. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said uh, Arnold was his best friend with a host. And 
you know what kind of friend who wants a friend that just always agrees with them like a yes man like that's ridiculous so clearly him and uh, Arnold had a difference of opinion and because of this difference of opinion um Arnold and Ford parted ways or I I'm not sure if Arnold died and that's why he replaced them or if he was replacing them he was planning on replacing them anyway I have no idea but I just know that Bernard is Arnold but a host version and it seems as though you know he he like all of the I guess the blueprints of these hosts was created by Arnold but Ford made Bernard by himself and he tweaked a couple things and he achieved the realism that Arnold was trying to achieve so I guess it seems as though Ford took Arnold's host blueprint and made it better when Arnold died that must have been when the host went from being more robotic ish on the inside to looking more human-esque human-esque I don't know how you say it but that's my assumption I don't know if I'm right but that whole reveal was kind of crazy because I, as the story progressed and I'm like did he build Bernard to look like Arnold because he says something to the effect of um I can't give you his name you know I spent so much time building you that I didn't come up with a name but I can't give you his name it doesn't seem right or something like that and I'm like wait is is he trying to tell me that Bernard is Arnold that is strange so did he give Bernard Arnold's backstory so that he could have a tragic backstory to make him a better human I I don't know like I said I'm confused as usual um what else is in my notes um you know I thought it was pretty clever the way he used um Clementine you know as the way to kill Ford I didn't think it was gonna work because I mean in, I mean he's he has pretty much the same expression all the time but he didn't look relatively scared he looked I don't even know if disappointed is the right word but he looked more disappointed in Bernard that he would threaten to kill him using Clementine than he was actually scared so it makes sense that he had a, a way to maneuver around the being threatened um I am surprised though that he ended up killing Bernard it seems as though Bernard was his little pet um, I'm sure he's gonna make it seem like Bernard killed himself because he killed Teresa blah 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 I guess that makes sense but I'm gonna miss Bernard I really liked him I hope whatever Maeve did makes it so that he remembers and Maeve can maybe bring him back because she seems to have some special type of uh, power isn't the right word but she has a special ability to get people to follow her and help them remember and I don't know if it was the tweaking that they did to her programming but it's pretty interesting because she could even change narratives and make them do things but she doesn't want to and she even said that like I could just make you do it but I'm not gonna do that speaking of which I cannot remember a guy's name but the bank robber that scene with him and Maeve in the tent, super sexy. Um, I'm kind of shipping them right now. 
I hope they become a thing. I am totally down with it. I'm gonna need you to tell me his name, Christina, because I don't remember. Um, what else do I have in my notes? Oh, uh, Char- Charlotte, um, after the man in black almost got himself hung, <laughs> Charlotte showed up and he's like, I don't like to be interrupted. <laughs> Oh, these people are crazy. I just, that just, a near-death experience does not excite me. Being so involved in this game that you got to be clever enough to get away from being hung, like, that shit just don't sound fun to me. Like, I don't go and spend $40,000 a day in a park to be almost murdered. Even just the thrill of being choked does not appeal to me. Like, not choked, like, hung up on a string. Like, that sounds god-awful. Um what else oh the thing that really stood out to me and I don't know if I'm may I could be misremembering but the fact that the man in black Charlotte Logan and William are all talking about companies involved in this park trying to buy it out just doesn't seem like it can be a coincidence so am I supposed am I correct in assuming that it's possible that Logan and William work for the same company as the man in black and Charlotte, or am I just making crazy jumps here, which is absolutely possible. But I feel like they keep throwing that information in for a reason. Like it can't be a coincidence. We know they knew about Arnold. They just don't like, they know the name Arnold. They just don't know exactly who he is. Um, and it seems as though the man in black is the reason that Ford has been in business. Um, and what did he retire I'm assuming but he still holds a share so he gets a vote doesn't seem like he cares one way or another but it is funny that he brought up like you know Teresa's dead and he was like if you you know if you think that Teresa being dead in this park isn't a isn't connected you're not paying attention I was like okay so he's clearly smarter than the people around him are giving him credit for um what else do I want to talk about? And that picture that Logan had of his sister that he gave to William to remind him of, you know, his real world fiance. Didn't that picture, I remember seeing that exact same picture on what it was Dolores's father. It, I'm pretty sure it was episode one of this season. Is that a connected? I'm just, why would why would he have that picture and last time we saw that picture didn't one of the behavioralists have it am I making that up like I'm just I'm confused now because I know we've seen that picture before I just don't know how it's connected that's the other question I have that's throwing me off um and then what was the other thing oh my last (laughs) The last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, well, this isn't the last thing, but the last question that I had was about the maze. So this, I remember um, the little girl, what is his name? The Mexican cartel isn't the right word, but the Mexican gangster, Lawrence, Lawrence, his daughter. He said, she said to the man in black a long time ago, the maze isn't for you. So am I, tell me if I'm understanding this correctly, or at least from the information that we've been given so far. It sounds like the maze was created by Arnold for the host to help them get to their memories 
so that they could maybe rise up and be like, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. Am I understanding that correctly? Because Arnold kept saying, remember, remember. And Dolores said, oh, I remember you're dead and I killed you. And I'm pretty sure that's what Shy was saying. So she got that right. And she must have had her memories taken. Well, clearly, I mean, she can't, couldn't have killed him without someone telling her to right but because we know that Ford has a way of manipulating everything and he has the ability to make these hosts do whatever he says so yeah I'm sure we're gonna figure get that information in this last episode but that's another question I have the maze is for the host but for what because the first time we saw the maze was with Maeve after her daughter was killed. So was that Arnold's way of saying remember? Because her killing herself even after the memory of her daughter was erased shows some type of evidence that she had to have remembered. Maybe she was just sad, overwhelming sadness and she couldn't remember why. But it was enough to make her want to take her own life. So I'm just I'm just spitballing here trying to get an understanding of what's happening um, because the maze has that little person in the middle. Maybe that person is a host. And since Maeve was the first one, maybe that's why she is able to do all the stuff that she does, because she was the reason it became a thing. Maybe somehow what happened to her triggered Arnold's maze type of function i'm not sure <sighs> uh finally i want to talk about Maeve because what she did to bernard was pretty awesome and i love that she keeps saying uh you know i could make you do stuff but i'm not gonna do it because that's what they do to us like i could erase your memory but i'm not gonna i could force you to to ride with me and, to, and do stuff with me but i'm not gonna do that because that's what humans do and i don't want to be like them um, I don't know what she planned, but I do realize that, you know, her killing or setting herself on fire with the bank robber, they're trying to get back to the place where Felix is so that she can get her plan in motion. I don't know what she's planning, but I'm totally here for it. I'm ready to see some action. So I think that's all I have right now. I'm sure there's something I missed, but I'm going to end it here. So I can't wait to hear your explanation of what the hell just happened. Can't hear, wait to hear Shy's thoughts. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That is Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So some good things here, some good things. I'm really happy though that you haven't gotten to the end part yet and you've not figured it all out because that wouldn't be half as fun. <laughs> I'm curious to know what Shy says in her feedback but as I'm going through I know I probably my my recap gives you some of the answers to the questions you want wanting particularly around Dolores. Uh, I think the the memory that's not anything they haven't told in the show. So I wanted to, I'm making sure I'm not giving you any information that hasn't already been either explored or rather I would not have gotten at this point in the show. And it was at this moment that I started to comprehend very much because we saw it in Maeve 
that she is in a memory and when you're in a memory to the host it feels like they're actually there they're acting it out they're walking they're talking they're using knives and cutting people's throats they're not aware that they're in the memory right which is very dangerous is what ford warns bernard like you can get lost in your memories or they can devour you it's a dangerous thing to be given full access to your entire life because they don't have that type of context that we have where we learn things very slowly no they're just going to do this info info dump and then they have (laughs) where they are so it is explaining Dolores's behavior most of this season her looking batshit crazy her very teary-eyed because there was a lot of Dolores crying and confusion because she herself is confused and I like what you said uh, I actually wrote it down can she heal herself <laughs> okay yes um, we are in Dolores's head that's a good distinction to make that we're only seeing what Dolores is seeing thus being in her head and then she comes out of her head and she's very confuddled and things look different and that is definitely the explanation behind the outfit changes now the great thing is figuring out how many times she's changed outfits in the last nine episodes if you were inclined to go back and look uh i think logan may have given dolores to the confederate soldiers as a sex girl or even to just have them i don't think so because it doesn't look like she was ravaged or molested so uh, again logan's a fuck boy but he's a fuck boy to a certain extent right he himself is not the greatest of people but he's not someone who goes out of his way to do like the man in black you meet him and he rapes dolores despite the fact that logan wants to fucking shoot everything for the most part he's playing within the rules of the game he's not going out and raping women right um he's not he's shooting people but only when the one guy just didn't fuck with him he's like ah fuck that guy or you know he didn't leave him alone and he stabbed him it's not great behavior i'm not (laughs) i would not want to be hanging out with logan all day but it's juvenile behavior right whereas you have someone like william and you said detached from reality is for that's who i would sum up william's character is and in some ways man in black's character definitely they've detached themselves from reality by immersing themselves in what is a game but they believe it's a reality but they don't actually believe it's real so that means you're constructing your own fantasy (laughs) based on the elements around you in which you have invested some real emotional whatever attachment to these are very distinct traits that i think separate the the fuck boy from someone who can be an actual villain there are several mentions this episode between ford's work and arnold's work but they were partners right and we see that ford is just as capable of building a host and programming them as much as Arnold was but he also knew he could not do it alone and like with any partnership 
the work is split in half so while arnold may have been responsible for some of the more elegant parts of the code let's not not give ford his due in the same way of just because Maeve is further in her development of wokeness at the moment than dolores it does not mean you can't take away her own uh, uh, her own possibilities in that mix what's rather remarkable is all the hosts that are the hosts built by arnold right because they're only only well how do you, how much do you say 83 or something there's only 70 something in the park or 80 not many right but those are the hosts in which arnold did try his attempt to bootstrap consciousness that is what he was after this entire time right and i'll get back to that in just a moment because i had some other things down um but yes the og hosts were definitely more mechanical as well versus the newer hosts after that fell off after the market are more flesh and not mechanical at all so all the og hosts now keep in mind all the og hosts are the ones that are waking the fuck up peter Abernathy, rebus um what was the other one? Oh, dolores mave angela all of these hosts also happen to be the ones walking around with some sentience so what does that mean about arnold's failed experiment and what its relation is to the maze there's a lot of mention of grief in this episode and i would just hint and wink at it a few times because i believe it trauma grief these are very linking type of behaviors that are going around it it definitely informs a lot of the host's choices and decisions could this possibly be given to the humans we know that man in black is doing all that he's doing after the death of his wife so what grief does and trauma and how you react to it i think is probably the baseline to this to a lot of the actions that are happening is bernard dead is Maeve gonna save him mildly interesting you're shipping hector and Maeve. we all were at this moment i have another ship that took priority but yes hector and Maeve, and that whole scene was beyond hot yes near-death experiences do not get me off either and yes that tells a a bit about the psyche of the people who come here right because they're coming here in which to become the base animals that they are fucking a warm body what did charlotte say a warm body to cozy up to and something to, to shoot these are the most primal desires of the people that come to this park and they love it here because they get to get off on that without having to live up to some type of moralistic code and then what does that say about the man in black who wants to stay here forever that means i don't want to live up to a moralistic code i want to be in a place in which i myself am king but everything else feels real more real than the world outside of it 
yes uh logan william charlotte man in black they all do seem to be in some type of business together and that abernathy did peter abernathy dolores's father found the photo and that was of the fiance again how things do come full circle it's kind of like life right it's a whole bunch of tiny mistakes i think ford said that earlier in the season that a lot has come from the the very simple mistake but it's just also a matter of serendipity (laughs) a matter of circumstance um just so many different things that can feel coincidental when in fact it's just a matter of one can argue (laughs) proportional math in some sense or a matter of you you share the same world you share the same space eventually you leave traces behind that someone else may find and what kind of things are in line i I mean it's kind of like uh much of man's discoveries of anything i mean we're in the enlightened age can you imagine about 50 100 years back where people didn't even know the fucking earth was round until someone went out and found that trace decay evidence that said otherwise and was like wait a minute and it began this awakening it's the same thing that's happening at the park once again you are correct that man in black was told many times including by ford that the maze is not meant for him uh, even a little girl told him the maze is not meant for you uh what else did someone else who <laughs> ford said it uh, uh angela told him tonight like he's not getting the memo and yes this maze was built it seems for the host i see being very harsh on ford and it's warranted however just for a moment playing devil's advocate think about it from ford's perspective genes that are lifelike they passed the turing test in the first year and then arnold says you know what that's not good enough i want real human i want to create life itself i want to create consciousness in these machines that are 10 times smarter than us and then you go back to the dialogue of this is beyond the pale you're not seeing clearly creating a different breed of humans that are made of machines does not sound like something sanely to do and definitely doesn't feel as if it's thought through past the own or its own inception like what do you do after that what do you do with that what do the machines do with that knowledge question i am going to pose to you you brought up the fact that mave was the first in the maze but what you have not asked is how did the maze get there how did it get on the wooden table we've seen the maze in many different places even lawrence's daughter was drawing the maze how did it get so many places in which it would be recognized i mean someone had to put some fucking work out of building that shit outside her home and it doesn't seem like she did it does ford only want to be obeyed well if he only wanted to be obeyed then why did he allow arnold or bernard (laughs) as he is very much called from this point forward why did he allow him to have free will why does he allow certain things to continue to be if it's only the desire to be obeyed to be obeyed is to simply 
turn it off you don't need to explore anything and yet he is continuously brought back into this idea in which he admits to of being rather sentimental what's this narration that he's working on right at the cusp of him being into forced retirement he has eyes everywhere so it's not like charlotte's running around (laughs) he's unaware of her intentions the board is on their way this is not a man who you can surprise and we see that in this episode so how much does he know why isn't he doing or what is he doing to prepare for what he knows and what is this narration that he is very focused on making come to fruition you ask could dolores kill arnold without telling anyone to to tell her to do so uh good question mildly interesting and then why Maeve did what she did even though it was hot and sexy it actually had a point she needs a full reboot to leave the park she needs to get c6 removed from her spine something she told sylvester she would arrange so what happens when your body turns up to a crisp (laughs) i think that might require a full reboot and that's all i'm going to answer i think everything else was in the podcast or will be talked about next week but great feedback as always i think you are definitely you, you got what's going on you're where you're supposed to be um and i'm kind of excited you're not as far (laughs) as you are which makes the next episode even more exciting to hear with that let's wrap it up with queen shy hello christina is me shy aka your shyness (laughs) as you've been calling me of late i'm here to talk about this penultimate episode of westworld and i must say the fact that you are even listening to this feedback is a feat in itself at this point because what i had to go through to watch the episode and to record my feedback has been nothing but utter craziness most of the day let me start out with watching the episode well apparently um we can now it's now been converted our cable has now converted to where i can watch it on tv so i had to go through this whole drama fest of you know getting it converted to the tv so i can watch it and there was some technical difficulties i had to call the cable people they had to do whatever work their magic download upload whatever um it, it, it became a thing it, it, to the point where i didn't even know if i was gonna be able to watch it today and of course i'm like yeah this episode of all episodes would be the one where i'm having all kinds of problems and this is the one that i'm very much looking forward to because christina's really you know anticipating our thoughts and feelings on this one and it would be this episode that I wouldn't be able to watch for a minute so I was getting very frustrated but luckily that all worked out then as I am trying to record my feedback for this amazing episode my child my youngest child decided that yes it's time to interrupt my mom like 50,000 times for no apparent reason and then I did record it and 
it did not take. <laughs> and so this is, I don't know, take number five. I don't even know anymore. But this is, a, it's been a while since I've, no, it, one other time. But it's been happening, this is like the second time this has happened in recent weeks of me recording feedback and not taking. So um, the last time I went five minutes into it before I realized it didn't record anything. And this time I did the whole thing and then it was blank for like a good 30 seconds. So needless to say, here I am again. And hopefully this will be good because there's only so many times I could say the same thing over and over. All right, as for this episode, I, like I said, enjoyed this episode very much so. I tell you what, the, yeah, the ethical dilemma that, (laughs) that continues to be raised by this one was very much front and center. Um, We talked about it all season long anyway, but I'm still in the mindset of it doesn't make sense to me why you would want these hosts to be as human-like as possible. Because just like Logan said, you know, they come to this world, um, and Ford, you know, they come to this world. He created a world, an imaginary world, where it's similar to the real world. You know, the hosts are life-like, but they're not. They're, they're still not. They're, they're not human. And they don't have the burdens that human beings carry. They're not burdened down by memories of, you know, what's happened to them previously. They don't suffer from mental illness. None of that stuff. They, their memories are wiped out and it's like a fresh start every time. Um, And if, and why even have this world? Why even create this world? if it's going to be similar to the world you came from. So I'm not going to spend however much 20,000, 40,000, however much they spend a day to come there when it's no different than the world I left. So, yeah, so I, I get where Ford is coming from in that regard because it's not profitable. You're not offering them anything that they don't, they don't already have. So the whole point of this is you're offering a product that they don't have, that is innovative, that is, you know, very, very unique. And so Arnold was jeopardizing that with, you know, wanting to make them human, develop a conscience, have memories and all that stuff. Because with all of those things come all the issues. Because... (laughs) You know, like depression, like anger, like, you know, um, wanting revenge, acting out, you know, on the people that you perpetrate on. Because, again, in this world, anything goes. There are no rules. You could go there, rape, kill, rob, do whatever you want, and there's no consequences. Then you go home to your real world life where there are those laws and rules. So... What is the point of this world if that's still similar? And again, why would you want that for these hosts? Why would you want them to remember? If, especially if you're not putting limitations, you're not putting boundaries in place. Why would you want them to remember being stabbed, being shot, 
you know, their, their child dying, um, you know, a number of things that the horrors that they see, why would you want them to remember that stuff? So yeah, it's just very problematic, um, that whole concept. And so what Dolores said makes perfect sense. I mean, I agree with her, you know, she, you know, here's Logan and William talking about, you know, her being out of the park and William wants her to be out of the park. And Logan is like, why would she, why would we bring her out there? She belongs here. She's not a real person and all that stuff. And then Dolores finally asked the question like, uh, excuse me, hello, I can speak for myself. And first question is, why would I even want to be out there? Because if out there was so great, why are y'all here? So, <laughs> so yeah, so very good question, Dolores. If you know, if the real world was so great, y'all wouldn't even be here. Um, and of course, we got Maeve, who has the opposite mindset: is this world sucks that I'm in now. I want to go out there to experience whatever it is out there. Um, and so, because, you know, she's thinking of it in the mindset of, you know, being controlled, being a puppet, being there, which she is for, uh, for humans to indulge themselves with them, which again is the point. That's the point I'm making. That's the point Ford is making is and Maeve is the manifestation of that of what happens when you don't erase their memories when you allow them to remember and you allow them to have a conscious um this is the result of that and it's dangerous because she's talking about I mean not that it's dangerous in the aspect that she personally is going to go out and you know kill people and do whatever but not all the hosts are going to be like that not all the hosts are going to not want to kill or not want to enact some type of revenge or some type of uh or be some type of a way because they've evolved into human-like people and with him just like any human we have flaws we do things we're not supposed to do so and up until this point those things were under control and so with those controls no longer being in place here we go chaos has arisen it was great to see the old clementine um in this episode i missed her uh, like i said wasn't a fan of the newer model that they provided and we see william and um, I have mentioned this when we first started this journey that maybe William is, is we're supposed to see how he evolves into the person that he ends up being. And sure enough, you know, you know, like with the effects of the park are the people, how they started out and then how they end up being. And so we get a clear example of that with William. So he started out this journey as a straight lace button up you know uptight type of dude that didn't want to indulge too much in the activities of the park and to what we saw in this episode where homeboy is drinking all the kool-aid i mean he is completely entrenched in this story and what's going on um can't 
figure out, you know, determine what's real and what's not. He believed Dolores is real and deserves, you know, life. Um, he's killing without blinking an eye. He, you know, and that was another thing that, again, changed about him. All right. As for the the quote unquote twist, I will say that I wasn't too surprised that Arnold was killed by a host and that the host ended up being Dolores. I mean, I had a feeling it obviously was going to be one of the older model um, hosts that did it since he was killed 35 years ago. And of course, we all figured he was killed. Um, I figured that early on that, you know, it wasn't no accident or whatever the case may be in the park, especially after we know that him and Ford and Arnold had conflict and they they had a conflicting uh, ideas on how the park should be, how the park should be. So, yeah, definitely, of course, in Ford's eyes, it's for the greater good. You know, they, people like him. And Bernard, uh, that reveal, and I don't know if it's because I, you know, I had mentioned before how they're similar. Bernard and Arnold are similar. You know, they're both going behind um, Ford's back, and they're programming uh, these hosts to have a conscious to, you know, evolve in their behaviors. So they were so much alike that the fact that Ford created his partner again was really creepy (laughs) and kind of I don't know it just question the only question I have is like did that so no one knows what Arnold looks like because that would have been because he's one of the founders of this park so even in the fact that he was killed in the park you would think that people would know what he looked like who he was and then there he have Bernard look with spitting image of Arnold that's the only thing that I raised my eyebrows about and maybe you can discuss that uh, Christina that little aspect of it because that's my only that's one of the things that I'm like wondering how is that possible and I think that's why my mind couldn't go there even though they were so similar and they were doing similar things um, Bernard and Arnold the fact that you know Arnold should be Ford's age and Bernard isn't is the only thing that held me back from taking that leap like that. That's why I had originally thought it was um, the man in black because they, him and Ford are around the same age. So I just don't understand how he could have gotten away with reproducing Arnold <laughs> as a host. And again, no one not knowing that he looks just like Arnold. So that would be my only thing, but um, I mean, I was surprised, but not surprised if that makes sense. Um, because again, there were so many similarities. So it was almost like an aha moment, more than a shock. I'm so shocked. Uh, I hope that I hope that I'm I'm rambling, but I hope that makes sense what I'm trying to say. Um, 
So yeah, that's my only thing that's confusing about that is like how in the world did nobody know what Arnold looks like? And even the investors that are coming on now, I'm like, there has to be history there. So, um, but yeah, so that's my only thing about um, the Ford thing. I mean, I get, I mean, I, I, and I love that. That's the complexity of these characters. And so it's not all black and white. It's not one or the other. It's not, oh, he's all bad. Um, she's all bad or she's all good. There's so, it's so, it's such a hard thing to just pinpoint like who's in the right, who's in the wrong. Because I can understand as a scientist, you know, Arnold, I mean, they're going to want, you want to push the envelope. You want to create something different and new. And so... Uh, that's how the mind I and mean, that's how people in that world works that they're creative like that they want to um see oh we've created this so let's see if they can do this let's see if they can do that and so it just becomes this thing where where do we put limits on certain things because you get to a point where you start crossing the line and so that's where the ford and arnold debate comes into play Well, I better go. I mean, I could say more. I could be on this thing all day. And I know I didn't talk about Man in Black and Teddy's story. And I just don't have time. Because this really, like, really took up most of my thought process. So, um, I'm sure you'll talk about it. Or Mimi will bring it up. And we get it covered that way. So, those are my thoughts. And, yeah. So, until next time. Which hopefully... Before I go, hopefully this one will take. So let me put good vibes in this thing before I close it out. Please work, please work. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, shine. That is Queen Shyness with her thoughts on the episode. I'm just going to point it out right now. I am so happy they have not figured it out. <laughs> I am so freaking excited. I know it may not be the excitement that (laughs) they feel the exact same way as some of these reveals but i am very very happy that they haven't and maybe they might even be mulling over it but they're not bringing it up in their feedback because i know i bet you in my money next episode shy gonna be like well i kind of put that together and i'm like mm-hmm, but you didn't put it out there you didn't put money on it okay you didn't put stakes in the game ma'am Toma, i figured you know they was very similar bernard and arnold no they wasn't because you didn't meet but you didn't meet arnold how you know they similar you didn't even know they was different people what you mean when we had a hot conversation with arnold i'm just being funny with you but um yes I'm mostly glad that you, there's a few that are still going to be surprises for you. And I think it's just your, both you and Mimi's understanding of, of the people. Uh, and that's exciting because, you know, people are meant to be seen in different lights and ways based on the information you're given. But I will say at this point, I was kind of those questions I was posing to Mimi were some of the questions I were posing to myself. Because then once you start to dismantle some of it, 
then a lot of other things don't make sense and i think uh you kind of both you and mimi have kind of written it off as maybe a little weird or or made some other um correlation for it but it, it gets my um my my what what do you what do you want to even call it i don't know it makes me excited and titillated for next episode so cable what's that i don't know what that is (laughs) i haven't had cable in like 10 years and i'm not even being funny i don't know what cable is i get everything on the apps and i stream but i am very happy that you made it through all of your struggles and don't feel bad i've been recording too and i hate when there's dropouts and i don't know there's a dropout until i stop the recording then i have to go back and i'm like the fuck so i can understand that frustration okay so one thing i do have to i did write some notes things i can talk about the one thing um is why why this park why would we put the host in the situation in which consciousness would even be a question in there i've got notes all over the place because you went back to it came back to it and then i i just wrote as you were talking is that a fucking cat is there some cats fighting outside like did y'all hear that what the hell was that (laughs) okay so arnold and only arnold wanted host consciousness right so no one coming to this park knows these people are capable of even becoming hosts they're not going into behind the curtain if you will and seeing how it all works they don't care they don't give a fuck no one's ever asked any of these questions they show up um they were his creations and i'm glad that you double back to it because it's actually a very relevant point these are his creations that he created they're his children if he wants to give them consciousness that's his choice except that he didn't create them alone thus the argument between ford and arnold but this argument that they have doesn't seem to be one in which it is based on any as you and i think mimi postulated some monetary some uh profitable idea here this park is almost secondary to what arnold and ford actually built and i think that goes back to that episode he had with bernard i believe it was episode three in the stray where we get to see this week him further explaining the rest of that but what's clear what i got from that was that this park was rather something that came after but he said that that we were in this me a group of engineers and arnold were in this park test phasing this small group of hosts right i think there's a lot now uh because they were manufacturing them out now they're more human because it's less to build the actual machinery part and that out of those hosts there were a handful one or two hundred i like this idea because really there's 1200 people roughly around that amount that populated the entire uh, planet so what one small group can accomplish uh, is very and it also will go back to your biggest pet peeve 
what I really love about this show is whatever your pet peeve is, <laughs> they've thought about it. They've written it. They, 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 whether you've gotten there or the script's gotten there, <laughs> um, they definitely cover their damn bases. And I get excited when I'm able to be like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> there's, there's an answer to that question. But actually, I think I can answer that question at this point, but it's not in my notes at this point, so I can't see it and see what I wrote towards it but um the people that can also just think about this part as well the people that can't afford $40,000 a day are not the most morally corrupt people right well no let me clarify that the people who can afford the park are already very privileged people the people who come back to the park multiple times are in my opinion a different breed of those privileged people because it is one thing to get your rocks off once a year you know and you don't come back you're like man that was an experience i did some really man i went to town and i did some really cruel or messed up things but how much is it cruel and messed up is everyone playing the game like man in black is everyone turning or had the capability of turning into a william i think back when you look at logan and william on that spectrum right of privileged versus william who seems to have gone into that other mode that this park can bring out in people but it is coming already from a very biased place right so william he in this episode chooses to become something not great by dismembering and becoming more violent and he's telling himself he's doing it because i need to find dolores i'm gonna be the hero of this story i'm doing this for altruistic reasons although really not that altruistic <laughs> then you have logan on the other hand who yes is a douchebag but for the most part the women and the men don't seem to complain when he wants to fuck them and the people that he signed up to go after weren't some homesteader like the man in black it was people that were shooting at you and which you are meant to shoot back right there's a different kind of investment one puts in this place that kind of I guess because a lot of people used to were making complaints about you know it's supposed to be a video game yeah I get that point of it and then another people well you know how could you have more realistic people it's easy to detach yourself if you're told these are robots whether they look like real people or not if you're only fucking and shooting from afar and you're told they're machines that's all you're gonna feel unless you're getting into the grime or you're emotionally investing then you're going to feel something else and if, if you're emotionally invested like william and you still can cut and dismember them what kind of person are you who's really and keep in mind that we've only seen the park through three guests we've seen another guest who's been relatively calm the one female it's been a while we saw the the couple with their child that just wanted to feed a fucking horse so everyone doesn't come here with the same intentions as the characters we've seen come here. Some might come and see a fantasy world, 
and maybe there's some things in this world i'm not going to say too much because that goes spoil territory that is an appeal to people in the outside world and just because you haven't gotten that story doesn't mean that story isn't there and i think they've shown enough nuggets in which to say that this place is not just a a cesspool for the worst of humanity and really the whole entire world is based on a snapshot of humanity the bad guys are the bad guys the good people are the good people and most people are just normal in between and i like the way in which that world is constructed and it's the humans coming in that are kind of corrupting it and it goes back to what ford was saying and that very visceral hatred he had for humans because of that you did correctly surmise that there's ford's idea that no we're not going to burden them with consciousness because why should they have that they're going to play a role a specific role in which they wake up they have a day and they go to sleep now if you don't remember it's fine it was a while ago but ford said when he first made the park all of the stories had happy endings (laughs) it actually was the bored people that are like this is boring we don't want that and made the the endings and the storylines much more uh reflective of human nature so that's another difference when we keep talking about the inception of this park of what the park was meant to be versus what the park is i would even take away the word park in the meant to be part because this was a world this was a creation of a world that they made these people and they gave them this place in which that is theirs and in that world they had good lives they had stories that seemed to have been fairly optimistic of mankind without mankind being involved it's when mankind gets involved the money people as Ford called them that things started to go in a different direction so that's a very important thing to notate when we are talking about ford's motivations and arnold's motivations because arnold too did not think this was going to be a park quote-unquote in the idea that it would be a theme museum for people to come through and put their own personal stains upon he just wanted to make the people in this world conscious because he felt that was something he wanted to create it wasn't a that's what i put in my notes it's not a park it's a world so they built a world for them they did not build a park for the hosts but just like jurassic park i actually wrote that down because it's funny you know once you get me the, the money men the boards all up in it then it becomes a money to uh, a monetizing thing then it becomes less uh pure and more insidious and that's where the rest of the people including man in black are involved uh and they've also in, interfered in the life cycle the the very pure life cycle they were meant to be living this entire time same thing why well we had island b so that they can just live their life as dinosaurs (laughs) the cycle of life just goes on with no human interference and then humans land on the fucking island and the whole thing goes to shit 
So all that said, I think that answers the question of why would they want them to remember? But they want to remember. Do you have that choice? That's the that's the moralistic question here. Because while we're like, man, this is a burden. I wouldn't want to know this. We also would want our freedom <laughs> if we had the choice. And it's the same question. Oh, I love the parallels. Same question that Ford poses to Bernard. If you had the choice to not remember, would you really want that? Or would you want your freedom? And that is what was posed the minute that Arnold started fucking with the host uh, believing in the idea of bootstrapping consciousness. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) But he did. And thus, here we are. And that's why Ford says we made this park in human image thus we are we're bound to repeat the cycle and that's humans in general man we are just really bound to fucking do the same things over and over and over because that memory it starts to decay (laughs) and and we we forget the lessons that were taught and we're back making the same mistakes generation after generation but I will put a little optimism in there because we're not making quite as many steps backwards. We take two steps backwards, one giant leap forward. And then sometimes we take two steps backwards, but at least we haven't went back to the fucking stone age. But Lord knows the stakes just might not be there yet. That's scary to think about because we sure as shit would fuck it up. This whole thing with Mars, I'm like, oh God. Here we go. Because you already know every Jeff Bezos motherfucker, every Trump, everyone, they're going to Mars. Oh, you colonize Mars? They're going to be there in 2.2 seconds. I've watched The Expanse. Like, we keep joking about it, but no. There's nothing left to conquer on Earth. So what do we do? We go conquer the stars. That is, of course, what we're going to do. It seems like a fantasy until 100 years come by. Do you think people in the 1800s thought there'd be this thing called a cell phone that's alien to them what's alien to you is not alien to those generations that come after and if humans are still going to be here we're going to get all types of fucking crazy with our technological leaps and they're going to get higher stakes of closer and closer to doing something that would fuck it up for everybody I didn't realize that there were actual like the thing that that was in the expanse that takes out the asteroid like that's technology we are literally kind of have right now like we have things that can destroy asteroids it's fucking crazy back to your feedback um Dolores doesn't comprehend however her world is a pleasure yes this is what I was writing about Dolores because she's saying you guys are all clamoring to get in here but she's also saying it from a very stunted perspective she doesn't know her world is a pleasure palace for the people to come in here that's why they are here right and she has no want to go out to their world because she doesn't realize this world is the world that has the strings this world still appeals to her whereas when you point out Maeve and it's a great juxtaposition wanting to get out exactly she knows that this fake world real world is not the real world it has strings with it and she wants to get off of those strings that's something to definitely keep in the noggin about these two characters 
because I love them both equally and for different reasons. I know I haven't harped on Dolores nearly as much, but she doesn't really have as much to chew on <laughs> in this first season um, that I can really start going ham into the character and what makes her the character that she is. Um, and it's definitely a matter of nurture and nature, but we will get more into that in season two. But yes, Dolores is still coping with understanding or even knowing her reality. Whereas Maeve has gotten to that point already, but she also had a lot of help along the way. Whereas Dolores seems to be stumbling around all by her little lonesome. <laughs> uh, one may, again, one, one may say Felix kind of eased her into this. If you had to have someone ease you into this, man, did we pick the most empathetic, nurturing one to do so versus Dolores, on the other hand, she's having a really shitty time of it coming to some conclusions. And all the hosts don't have the ability for sentience. That's a select few, the OG hosts. Uh, and yeah, the people that visit this park and the people that are repeat offenders, they're different types of people, right? Because you can come to this park and be like, you know what? There's some really beautiful mountains. I really wanted to, you know, uh, walk with the Native Americans one day. I wanted to, I could find a lot of things in this world that would not be as horrendous. There is beauty in it as Dolores says many times it is only the ones that are have some really terrible things going on in their hearts that they're bringing that to this world it's not the world in itself and then you said you're not shocked Dolores killed Arnold uh, I, I can see that not being shocked about that particular tidbit I also love, though, that neither one of you have brought up a huge thing. <laughs> neither one of your feedback touched on it, uh, which is, I won't touch on it. Well, I am going to touch on it because it's already moved on and you'll be watching the next episode anyway. But neither one of you talked about Escalante, Teddy, what the fuck's happening with here. In much the same way, you both never or have not asked at all about what Ford is actually up to. You're like, Ford's up to something. He just wants control that really just it and then you said bringing back arnold like why would you bring up someone and you said that's weird but what also is it that's a very human thing it's loss it's one to have a friend that if you lose someone and you have the capability to bring them back and you do it is it weird or is it that you really loved your friend i think that it's hard to emotionally connect to Ford because he seems very emotionally detached. But I think the act in itself of bringing your dead friend back to life, of then working with said dead friend for 30 years, right? Because this park's been over for 30 something plus years. And it seems as if Arnold was, or yeah, Bernard was created right after Arnold died. Um, you did the last part that you said you just don't understand is how no one could figure this out this was 35 years ago and only him and a small group of techs if those small group of techs went off and did something or not even alive at this point who knows that arnold was co-creator 
uh ford also actually mentioned in the third episode <laughs> when bernard asked who's arnold that they had erased arnold from the archive no one knows that arnold is a co-creator everyone believes that ford created this park himself or if there was a partner that he died that's all they know like even uh logan brings it up in the second episode i believe he says i had my best people looking for dirt on you know before we invested and they can't find anything on the partner so no that he did his due diligence no one can arnold doesn't exist to anyone else and if you didn't know if you weren't there like i could definitely see that happen if ask me who's the second in command at apple i couldn't tell you <laughs> I, I just don't i don't know and i can tell you about about almost every company in the world because it, if i google it and it's not there well shit and then if i wasn't there <laughs> then I in those rooms and those conversations well another shit I don't know so that's what is why no one knows what Arnold looks like why no one's even aware I mean if you went and worked after the park when because the park wasn't open as well keep that in mind it was not a park or open to the public until after Arnold died they kept saying he died in the park but the park just means the world it wasn't open to the public it wasn't taking visitors they were still in the very very early stages of everything in this small little space where we saw dolores go to in this episode so knowing all of that i wonder how these things will start to connect what kind of synopsis are going off in your brain right now but it it covers all of the bases no one knows who arnold is thus he was able to create bernard he did it probably ford erased all of arnold so that he could have bernard because he needed a partner and he also needed a partner that understood the host in a way in which he did himself did not and that was arnold's responsibility but i think going back to my other thing where you're like it's weird he made him the same type of person if you can recreate your child is something he told arnold or bernard i'm just gonna keep calling him arnold bernard uh you know wouldn't you do that and that is it, it marks something about the man that was missing up until this point for me is that he really did if he went through all of this trouble including behavior on him to his exact movements that is a certain like you don't do that unless you love someone and if he loved him that much did he kill him was this guilt that he recreated him or is it genuinely if i am on this journey i want you with me if he just wanted a programmer he didn't need to make him arnold he could have programmed bernard to be bernard he didn't need to do all the stuff that he did and make him Arnold, but he did based on his own human desires. And that's where I'm going to leave it. We're going to have so much more to talk about next episode. I cannot fucking wait. If you want to join in the finale of season one, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can comment below on this podcast. You can find Black Girl Couch Reviews at Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, Black Girl Magic.